You are listening to San Francisco jazz legend Vince Guaraldi playing with the Cathedral School for Boys Choir in 1965 at our new favorite San Francisco landmark, the Grace Cathedral. Welcome to our churchy podcast, Heather Knight. Thank you. I'm surprised we're getting so religious these days. It's very unlike us. It's unlike us, but I like it too. I like that we're finding these religious leaders who kind of like mind meld with us when it comes to San Francisco being a great place and worth celebrating. And the latest is Malcolm Clemens Young, the very reverend Malcolm Clemens Young, Heather. Yes, that is quite a title. He gave us an amazing tour, and we must let our listeners know that your fear of heights reemerged. We went up to the Towers of Grace Cathedral, and I went out on the tiny little catwalk connecting them, but you did not. Yeah, we were we, both the the Reverend and I were um, huddling far away from that. Um, what it, it seemed like like twenty stories high. It was probably four or five. Um, And you were just out there, what, taking photos, hanging, trapezing? What were you doing out there? (laughs) I was taking photos of trapeze artists below, which is not something you see every day. Um, They were practicing for some sort of cool, like, dance performance at the cathedral. The cathedral is full of surprises. Yeah, we got an incredible tour. And my takeaway is when you feel safe, our listeners should go out and check out the cathedral for themselves. The sights were incredible. Also, the sounds. Here's the very Reverend Malcolm Young talking about the California line of the cable car and its relation to the church. But one of my favorite things about Grace Cathedral is the sound of it. Yeah. Like, um, so when you're in there, uh, you can hear the sounds of the cable car whooshing up and down the hill. And they'll ring the bells. And it's... It's, it, it's such a part of Grace Cathedral. You can hear, can you hear that's the sound of the, the cable car? Oh, yeah. It's on its way up. And then, you know, oftentimes they'll get outside the door here, ring the bell. <laughs> but that whooshing sound when it's going down the hill, I just associate it so much with Grace Cathedral. And digging through the Chronicle archive, we found a 1910 story when the cathedral's cornerstone was set, and they said it would be a cathedral for all of San Francisco's churches. I feel like they've held to that mission. Yeah, you really don't have to be religious to appreciate um, the cathedral. They've got a labyrinth and yoga classes and beautiful artwork, singing, dance performances, just a ton of stuff going on. And we didn't know until the end of our two hours there that um, the very Reverend Malcolm Clemens Young is from my hometown, and we actually went to the same high school. Yeah, go Blue Devils. Um, I learned a lot about your mathematics department at uh, (laughs) Davis High School through that conversation, and uh, our listeners will too. Um, We got an incredible tour. A lot of questions came out of that. We talk labyrinths, yoga, history. Martin Luther King's visit, he visited the, the Grace Cathedral right after Selma, And we learned that way back at the church's beginnings, this is how old it was, it accepted donations in gold dust. Really fun conversation. I'm Peter Hartlob here with Heather Knight at our Churchy Podcast. Peace be with you. And also with you. This is Total SF. Thank you very much. The very Reverend Malcolm Young, welcome to Total SF, and thank you for hosting us here at Grace Cathedral. Well, it's so delightful to have you on, <laughs> on a day where we have these high wind warnings. 
<laughs> the wind is just blowing through the top of Knob Hill like crazy. It is. But we got an amazing tour and learned a lot about the cathedral. Um, but one question I still have, we're not very religious. So what does the very in your title mean? I'd never heard of the very reverend yeah. somebody. So um, just in the same way that uh, you're probably used to colleges that have like the president of the college. And then there's like a dean of the law school, a dean of the school of letters and sciences, a dean of the business school. Um, a dean is kind of like that. So the, the dean is in charge of a particular department within the church. Mm-hmm. So the bishop is in charge of all the churches in the diocese, it's 70 or 80 churches. And I'm the one who's in charge of just this one department. And so in the Episcopal Church, deans are, um, bishops are right reverends and deans are very reverend. So if you're in charge of a church seminary, you're a very reverend. If you're in charge of a cathedral, you're very reverend too. Wow. This is, this is Heather trying to get um, very columnist Heather Knight. <laughs> That'd in, be great. In her bylines. Exactly. So. I'm well, changing my business cards now. It's sometimes kind of embarrassing. People are just like, well, what do I call you? Do I call you very <laughs> reverend? I'm like, please just call me Malcolm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so this might be one of the most beautiful offices in San Francisco. Do you feel lucky to, to work here? You've been here since 2015. Has it kind of sunk in? Every single day I walk through these doors, I'm so grateful to be here. Uh, and I just, we have this beautiful picture of Waimea Bay. Um, and it's this warm, inviting, delightful place. And even during COVID, I mean, the, the offices were all empty. I didn't come in every single day, but I came in a lot of days mm-hmm. to, to, to be in this space. And partly because we, we recorded everything in the cathedral also. And you just gave us a hour-long amazing tour, tons of nooks and crannies, um, secret passageways, bell towers. Um, you guys were a bit scared to walk out on the catwalk, but Well, I we did. didn't walk out on the catwalk. <laughs> exactly. you're, you're out there like it's nothing, and we're like making excuses to talk to each other far away <laughs> from the catwalk. So what is your very favorite spot in the cathedral? Wow, that's a great question. I, I really, um, wow, I mean, there's so many, but I mean, I have like a little, what they call a stall. Um, and uh, so it's it's like a little covered seat um, with my name on it and a little prayer desk in front of it. We need and covered seats at our desk. Too. We're getting all sorts too. of ideas. This, <laughs> is a re- this is a research trip. Yeah, it really is completely. But yeah, so, and, and then I actually have hidden under it because in the old days we had all these people kind of coming and going. And so things would just disappear. So I have I, like a Greek New Testament hidden under my kneeler there. And so I can, you know, read from the Bible, right, where I'm sitting mm-hmm. there. And that, that's one of my favorite spots. Mm-hmm. Well, such a historic tour that you gave us. Um, I've been looking at the history of Grace Cathedral and started as the Little Grace Chapel collections in literal gold dust. Yes, completely. Our first collection had um, the, the uh, John Vermeer was the rector, and he said in his memoirs, which are they're great memoirs. I recommend everybody read them. I mean, crazy things happened to him when he first got here. But yeah, the first collection had envelopes with gold dust in them. And it, one of the first things that he did when he got to town was um, he basically went to go minister to people who were getting hanged, like being executed on board ships. Like So so what happened was a group of sailors was were rowing um, into town from their boat from their ship, and uh, and they basically um, clobbered the, the the captain who was with them and threw him overboard and then rode in with the intent of going to the gold fields. And then, uh, lo and behold, the, the, the um, captain who was clobbered, like, washes up 
and he's still alive. <laughs> and so th these men who like mutinied were basically being hanged, you know, at dawn. And um, John Vermeer was able to help um, kind of negotiate a deal so that not all of them were hanged. Like two of them kind of basically took the rap for all of them. But yeah, I mean, can you imagine just you arrive in San Francisco and your first job is to like, you know, help people who are being executed for, for trying to kill their, their commanding officer. Wow. Well, it's, I mean, the, the history just keeps going. It's, you know, destroyed by the 1906 earthquake. New Cornerstone gets down in 1910. And here's what the Chronicle wrote on that day. Quote, a house of prayer for all people with all the stately and picturesque ceremonial of the Protestant Episcopal Church. The cornerstone of Grace Cathedral was laid yesterday afternoon by Bishop William Ford Nichols on the summit of Knob Hill. The site commands a magnificent view of the greater part of the city and the hill of historic homes whose founders have all passed away could not be graced with a more appropriate crown than the beautiful pile that will be dedicated to the worship of God. Wow. And I mean, Mark Twain has been here um, in the old church. Yeah. Martin Luther King spoke here just after the Selma March. We could come back and do a whole episode on that. Jazz greats, Duke Ellington, Vince Guaraldi recorded albums here. What's it like to lead an institution with such a long and rich history? Well, you know, it's so funny that you even brought that up because that Bishop Nichols, who laid the cornerstone, was laying the cornerstone of the cathedral where he would ultimately die during that ordination ceremony. So it's the same bishop. Hmm. So yeah, it, it is, um, and uh, Mark Twain, um, like the, the Clemens and Malcolm Clemens Young is because I'm related to Samuel Clemens. You are? Wow. Yeah, so, but the funny thing is, is that uh, that he was kind of joking about Grace Church being so, have such like grand ambitions that it, would, that it was Grace Cathedral. So it's almost like Grace Cathedral got started by a joke by like Mark Twain. Um, so that's how history goes, though, isn't it? You know, just him joking about like our pretentiousness um, becomes an actual reality. It's a but, continuing theme in San Francisco. <laughs> pretentiousness. Completely. Pretentiousness. That's what we're all about. <laughs> but yeah, it is. It's extraordinary. Every I mean, I, I get up to um, to walk into that pulpit where where Martin Luther King and Jane Goodall and Rebecca Solnit and all those other famous people have, have preached and where, where words have really changed people's lives. And it is, it's a, it's a wonderful gift mm -hmm. to, to be able to be, um, to be able to be walking in their, in their footsteps. Um, and it, I, it, cathedrals are not built for like the short term. I mean, this thing is, is going to have a long life long after I'm gone. Um, and I'm, I'm just so grateful that I can have my little contribution as we, as we, it's like a little bit, I was, I, I was talking about this last week on my little um, message, my video message to people. It's like a rugby game, you know, where you pick the ball up and you run and then you're about to be tackled and you kind of pitch it to the next person. And I'm the person who just caught the ball and I'm just starting running down the field and eventually I'm going to pass it off to the next person. I, I got a chance to look um, at the Martin Luther King visit and um, so many striking things. I mean, it was right after the Selma march. Um, he's got a huge entourage, including San Francisco police who are just surrounding the area and very concerned and gave a very moving uh, uh, sermon. And, and I, I'm wondering, you know, do you dig around? Do you look at the history? Are you constantly oh, yeah. discovering new things here? Completely. I just I just did that. I mean, a, a month ago, I, I preached 
a, a sermon completely about Martin Luther King in January of last year. I mean, basically what happened in January of last year, and then I did the same thing this year. And that sermon that he preached is based on the sermon that he did as his interview for his first job as being a pastor. Say how very delighted and honored I am to stand in this great cathedral. I cannot stand in this pulpit this morning and in the city of Los uh, San Francisco, rather, without expressing my deep and abiding appreciation to all of the persons who took time out of their busy schedules, both clergymen and laymen, to come to Selma and Montgomery, Alabama, to be a part of our mighty struggle there for freedom and justice. As I've said so often, injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. So, yeah, I'm constantly looking through the archives. I'm constantly reading memoirs of people who came before me. I'm you know, studying the, the visitor guide, which describes all the stained glass windows. It, that's just in itself a joy because, you know, so I, I, I preached a sermon about Paul Tillich recently. I'm like, that's Paul Tillich's image in the, in the stained glass window. So um, there's so many stories just about the people who are represented and images of them in the, in the cathedral. Um, John Glenn came and, and, and saw his window. Uh, Carl Rahner came and visited and saw, I mean, so we had people who are alive still and saw our, 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 the image that we have of them here in the cathedral. Hmm. Well, in addition to learning so much about history, you've also done a lot of work to modernize the cathedral, including creating the Vine, a contemporary worship service for people aged 20 to 45. Is it, I'm glad to be in that, barely in that young category there. Is it hard to attract young people when religion doesn't seem to be as much a part of daily life? anymore? That's a great question. I mean, part of what we're doing too is that we're not, we don't exist just for the sake of people who come to church here at 11 o'clock on Sunday morning. I mean, we really do exist for every person. And so that's why it's so important to have Zacco Dance Theater, why we have Alonzo King as our artist in residence, why it's so important to have art exhibits and, um, and concerts. I mean, it, it really is important for us to be for all people who, who care about transcending their lives and, and want to experience that mystery of, of our existence, of our being. Um, and so, so that's why we have yoga, we have sound bath, we have labyrinth walks, we have grace light. I mean, all those are for people who want to have spiritual experiences, but aren't really sure about like doctrine or committing to a certain community of people. Mm -hmm. So it, um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a church that exists for the sake of people who aren't members of it. Hmm. Speaking of yoga, um, that was another big initiative of yours since you arrived. A Tuesday night yoga class, which before the pandemic was drawing 700 people each Tuesday on the labyrinth inside. And this is high on Peter's and my to-do list this year. Um, have you done the class and how did you get the I idea did the class to last do night. it? You did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny. We do like a like a, a Dharma talk, basically, a little like sermon, a yoga sermon beforehand. And so it's really important for me to be connected to that community of people too, because it is forming in just the same way that a new church would. You know, we have volunteers, we have ushers, we have um, people who um, help make adjustments 
adjustments for people. You know, you might be standing and if you, you know, move your arm 90 degrees this way, then it, it'll be safer and more healthy for you. So, uh, you know, we, we have all the kind of regular functions of, of church. Um, and yet, um, you know, it's a different kind of spiritual experience altogether. So I feel really lucky that we have, you know, we're able to serve people who who, who just are, are here for different reasons. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that's really what a cathedral's, the two things that make a cathedral unique are um, that it's much more of a team approach for all the people who are here and that it really does exist for everybody, not just for people in a particular religious denomination mm -hmm. or tradition. We'll be right back after this short break. Um, we learned that you're also hosting a big Mardi Gras gala on March 1st. We Is that are. what the joy, courage on the steps, those words are for? You know, um, the joy, um, courage, joy, and wonder are part of our mission statement. Oh, they're just there all the time. So so they're not there all the time. They are there to celebrate Mardi Gras. Okay. You know, we um, we really wanted to be the place where San Francisco celebrated Mardi Gras. So there was a time which we talked about, should we have the gala on when? Uh, having it on Mardi Gras, it's, it's such a fun event every single year. And actually, even last year, we had it online. Um, and my wife was like the host of it. She was just, she was so good at it. <laughs> but it, it's just a great way to gather everybody together and um, and, and, and just uh, be able to celebrate this beautiful space. So you can imagine walking in there and having everything dressed, decorated perfectly and dinner tables beautifully laid out, all the, um, the, the, the flowers that are there. It's, it's, a, it's one of my favorite nights of the year. Yeah, and it, it's it's going to be. I, I don't know if you feel like this in your like worlds, but um, almost every time we get together, it feels like like a sense of joy, like the way you feel at a family reunion. Yeah, because there's every time you you, you go come to church or go to yoga, there's at least one person you haven't seen in like two years. Uh, and Especially what is, these days. <laughs> yeah, completely. So um, I think Carnival is going to feel like that family reunion when we're we're all back together again. Cool. Well, not to put you on the spot or anything, but in a recent Total SF episode, Bishop Megan Rohr gave a blessing for San Francisco uh, for the coming year. Um, things, I thought, think have gone pretty well since then. I think we've plateaued. Uh -huh. Omicron's gone down a little bit. I attribute it all to the blessing. Yeah. Me too. I totally think it. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> so we were hoping to double down. Are you up for giving a prayer or blessing yeah, for the definitely. city right now? Bishop. Uh, Megan Rohr, which they were uh, ordained here at Grace Cathedral. That's right. It was one of the most amazing. Things. Again, that was another thing where you know so much planning had to happen because of COVID, and it was such a joyful occasion. It was one of my happiest moments in the last year. And that happened after they invited us to go roller skating at the Church of Eight Wheels with the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence the night before. We've had um, roller skating here, too. It's <laughs> oh so fun. Oh, my gosh. I want to come to that. Yeah, I want to yeah. come back for that. Peter's a very good roller skater. <laughs> Thank <That's> you. Good. <laughs> I'm terrible at roller skating. Okay, so, blessing. All right. Gracious God, we give thanks to you for the blessings of this city, for all the people who have come before us, and all the people who are on their way in the future. We give thanks to you for the way that we have a heart for people who are odd and weird. We give thanks to you for our, our passion for um, being together. And we pray for all the people who are suffering or in need in our city. We pray for all the people who are living on the streets. And we pray that you'll give us a new heart to see how we can work together, um, how we can celebrate the natural beauty of this different this wonderful place and how we can come together and regather in a way that gives life and creates new possibilities. We're so grateful that you have given us the city and we pray that you'll help us to make it better each in our own way. Amen.
Oh, man. Wow, we've got to keep this going. We're too old, too. But Megan Rourke, I had them on my forum, like, like, and they were incredible. So good. Yeah, great. We're so lucky to have these gems in our city. Mm -hmm. Well, you've survived all of our very serious questions, and now it's time for the famous lightning round. All right, great. I'm all ready. (laughs) (laughs) Where in San Francisco is your favorite place to get a burrito? Oh, I love, um, oh gosh, what's the name of the place that's on Fulton and Divisaderos, like near there? I, I, too bad I don't have, you know, those phone calls? Can I get a call my wife? <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> you can call. Yeah. Hold on, just a second. I'm going to text her. Honey, I'm on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she, I hope she takes my call. She's a law professor at USF Law yeah. School. Oh, we're so. interrupting law professor. So we might. That's what I'm, that's why I think if she might not she take my class. call. Where are we? I'm looking. Hold on. <laughs> Denied uh, by your wife. Uh, That's right. You cannot know. I mean, others have. We'll Mark Leno, we still don't know where his favorite is. <laughs> I love There's, Mark Leno. Papalote. Papalote, that's it. Papalote. Yeah, it's yeah, a little Papalote's bit down the street. Right. Yeah. There we go. Papalote. <laughs> okay, all right. Now you gotta, you, we got to do this. Uh, but I like that he around. called his wife. You can weave that in. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in class. <laughs> I, she said, can, you know, she says, like, like they have that little like stock message like, can I call you later? I'm like, no. It's like I'm in class. <laughs> so, uh, what is your what is your Papalote on Fulton? <laughs> okay, very good. Okay, uh, <laughs> I feel like we're on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Um, what is your favorite movie filmed in San Francisco? Oh, Bullet. Good one. Okay, Bullet was filmed right outside of this cathedral, and I have a friend, Leland Orser, who is um, an actor in Hollywood and has done a lot of things. You've seen him in a million things, and he was a student at Cathedral School for Boys and said when they were setting up the shot, all the boys were looking over the edge. (laughs) That's cute. On Taylor Street, I guess, because that's where they were shooting Bullet. We've had so many situations like that with our boys, like The Rock when he was here, the boys saw him and they saw, um, gosh, he's like related to me and I can't remember his name. The the um, person from uh, from The Matrix. Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves. You're related to Keanu Reeves well, and not, Mark Twain? I'm not related to Keanu Reeves. My wife's family, he's a, he's a victor, like the Hawaiian side. And so that's how we're related to him. Wow. But they saw him there, like thrilled by that. But the thing you gotta see is the latest Grace Cathedral movie, which is Venom 2, which takes place here in Grace Cathedral. I didn't, I didn't know, know that. that. I haven't seen that yet. You've got to see the ending. All right now, I gotta check wow. it out. Yeah, completely. Could be a total SF movie night. I know, it's true. Uh where's your favorite place? I don't know if if this is a good question for a very reverend, but where is your favorite place in the city to get a stiff drink? Wow, the top of the mark. That is a great That was a quick answer. I know. (laughs) I guess it was a good question. It's right there. (laughs) It's like calling out to me. (laughs) It's your corner bar. Completely. The the Tonga Room is pretty awesome, too, though. (laughs) What was the last book you read? Um, Why Is There Something Rather Than Nothing by Jim Holt. Hmm. So it's about philosophy. Cool. What was your first concert? Um, I, you know, I had a room above the Greek theater uh, in Bowles Hall at Berkeley. And so R.E.M. played. And I just saw the concert from my balcony. That's awesome. R.E.M. Uh, was my first concert, too, but at Shoreline. Oh, cool. I love Shoreline. 
Um, this is kind of a multi-part question. What neighborhood do you live in and how do you get to work? And I'm hoping cable cars are part of the answer. Mm, I ride my bike oh, to work, cool. which is like the best way to get That's anywhere in San Francisco. Ride. It is. Those hills. When I first got here, I, I thought that I couldn't do it, but it, it turns out I can. And so I come from like the outer Richmond. Mm -hmm. So it's really, it's Good like exercise. a three mile, three and a half mile ride. Do you go through the park? I actually don't. I go along the crest of Pacific Heights oh, nice. and it's so beautiful. It's sunrise to see the sun rising there. And, you know, because you're, you're, it's mostly on Sunday mornings, there's no one around. I mean, it's some of my happiest memories are just like, and you see the bay like um, on all from all different directions. Like that's the problem. Each intersection, you have the best views. <laughs> it's like the place that's like most dangerous to be like looking over the hills of Marin, but it's the, like the, my favorite thing to do. You're also a surfer. What's your favorite surf spot in the Bay Area? You know, um, wow, in the Bay Area, I, I, I love Slope at Ocean Beach. I love Kelly's Cove. I love um, Bolinas and mm -hmm. the river mouth at Stinson Beach. Um, yeah, I can't, I can't even narrow it down because it depends on what the surf is like. Yeah. And last question, what is something you always make sure to squeeze into your busy day? Prayer. Every morning I pray for, I, I, I have a, a discipline of prayer at first thing, in the, it, like before the sun rises. Wow. Spend about a half an hour praying. Yeah, for all of you. Aww. Everybody in the city. We need it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sometimes it doesn't seem like it's working. <laughs> <laughs> Keep trying. <laughs> Keep going. Keep trying, right? <laughs> Keep trying without It's worth stuff. the effort. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for having us here. Yeah, it's been really fun. It has. What a pleasure it has been to have you here. What yeah, it, it's on our list to come back this year. We actually made a list of things to do. We're gonna I know, I saw it. a Christmas concert, but before that, we're going to do yoga. Yeah, we're going to come for yoga and the Christmas concert and uh, and a little little labyrinth, too. Yeah, Men and Boys um, concert at Christmas, absolutely nothing beats it. It's just, and takes you to another place. Wow. Thank you so Great. much. Yeah, and thanks, you, thanks to you guys. Thank it's you. So good to see you today. Thank you for listening to the San Francisco Chronicle. Total SF is a production of the Chronicle. Our music is The Tide Will Rise by the Sunset Shipwrecks off their album Community and Cable Car Bell Ringing by eight-time champion Byron Cobb. Support Total SF in the newsroom that creates it by investing in a digital Chronicle edition. It's less expensive than you think at sfchronicle.com slash pod. <laughs>